Grand Rising, we are back. Stop are shouting. Back. You can't interrupt my introduction. Yes, I can. No, start again. Stop shouting. Hello and welcome to Not Bane Podcast, your weekly rundown of UK politics from a black millennial view. Every week, join me, Bay, and Corey as we look at Parliament and stories from across the diaspora. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Yes, we have been away for a few weeks. Uh, we were away for the parliamentary recess when they took their half term, and then my co-host was sick. So obviously we uh, were a bit delayed coming back. We'll be back. You were sick now. too, actually. Thank you. Don't make it like just I was sick. You were sick. And I, then I was sick. And then I was sick again. I am the paragon of health. I'm never mm, sick. I heard you coughing. As I was coughing, <laughs> he was also coughing. Please don't pretend. No, no, that was that was em- that was me being em- empathetic. <laughs> oh, it was, em- it was, was an empathy cough. It was yes. I was trying to show solidarity with oh, your sickness. Really? I mean, what well, you sounded. <laughs> no, no, I was west very healthy. Oh, is um, it? I was well. just trying to be, you know, trying to be oh. a nice, trying to be nice because mm. I'm a nice guy. Mm. Anyway, yes, we are back. So this week, straight into it, we're going to be discussing uh, the about face of the Labour Party. Uh, again, I feel like that's a theme. <laughs> anyway, um, we, we've been hearing some in in the light of well, pretty much everything actually this week is going to be uh, sort of tangential to the Ukraine Russia war. Looking at different aspects of that. So yes, the first aspect will be looking at how the Labour Party has reacted to that, and uh, especially how they've reacted uh, in 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 changing their tune when it comes to their opposition to the to the Conservatives. Uh, my co-host will also be talking about the issues that black people who have been trying to flee Ukraine along with uh, everybody else in Ukraine uh, and issues, specific issues that they faced uh, at the borders due to the hue of their skin. So, yeah. So without fur- any further ado, we will kick off. When asked if he would therefore withdraw his call for Mr. Johnson to resi- resign immediately, he said, look. At the moment, the Prime Minister is obviously <laughs> concentrating on the job in hand, and we stand united as the United Kingdom on that issue. Is that is that um, Keir Starmer's voice? I sort of started to try and then realised I couldn't, so just... Oh, yeah, I was like, because you've got to be... Yeah, you've got to talk, you've got to talk. Yeah, I can't really... Yeah, I can't really... Well, 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 no, I can't really do it. Anyway, that is a quote from Keir Starmer. So, yes... Uh, the first section of the show, I wanted to talk this week about, uh, so this is, again, we've been off for about four weeks. So this sort of combines quite a few things that I've been seeing, I guess, over the past four weeks from the Labour Party. So before the invasion, uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine, which now is almost three weeks ago, a bit before that, there was a story about Angela Rayner, uh, where she she basically came out and said, shoot first, ask questions later in relation to how police should deal with terrorists. Uh, and that caused quite the kerfuffle. So that was sort of the first thing I noticed in this sort of pattern of labor, I wanna say violence, but that's not the right word, but we'll go with that. Labor, hard man labor, hard man labor, yeah. Aggressive so labor, aggressive, anti- aggressive, aggressive antagonistic. Aggressive. You know, aggressive will uh, do. Yes, aggressive. Ripping their so shirts in the street at dawn in the rain, ready to fight, saying, I'm going to nut you. So it's just Indeed. not believable. That's though. the first thing I know. That's the first thing. 
And then obviously we had uh, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia uh, three weeks ago. And after that, you had uh, David Lammy on the first Sunday after that, he was doing the rounds. So this isn't last Sunday, it's the Sunday before uh, start of March. Anyway, he was doing the rounds on the Sunday shows. I noticed that day he was on Sunday Sunday morning show. He was on, a, I think, the Trevor Phillips show. He was on a couple of shows that Sunday. And, you know, doing the, doing the sort of, you know, we stand behind the government, Putin must down with Putin, you know, full on. I mean, he's a shadow foreign secretary. He could have been the defense secretary the way he was talking. So there was that. And then a bit after that, now last week, we had this interview from Keir Starmer, which I just quoted from, where he, uh, as opposed to when we were last on air, when he was calling for the prime minister to resign, he's now very much uh, unity and backing Boris. Uh, so yes, a bit of a bit of an about face from Labour um, on that front, and then also uh, a doubling down on the aggression rhetoric, whether it's from Angela Rayner talking about how police should shoot first and ask questions later. She got a lot of flack from that, from even from from Labour from her yeah. own side. Because um, it's, it's, well. I guess absolutely, it's just you know flying in the the face of due process. It was like we have due process for a reason. That's why we. And the failure to follow due process, so is how we end up with Jean-Charles de Menezes, where we end up with people being killed because there's not even a bare minimum of effort being made to make sure that your target that you're identifying is the correct target, that, you know, you've tried to use non-lethal force. And more oftentimes, you're in a crowded area with civilians everywhere. I mean, come on. It's, and all of it is just bluster. It's just rhetoric. They don't. It's not that they don't mean it or that they do mean it. It's just that there's no sort of level of thought that's gone into it, above, other than you know surface level, which it's clear to see. It's a ridiculous thing to say. Like, what the hell are you talking about? What if they decide that it's your your brother or your sister that they've decided is a terrorist or looks like the terrorist that they're looking for, and they shoot first and ask question later? What questions are they going to ask a dead man? Hmm? I think though Damn. you're talking about sort of people not believing what they say. I think whatever you think about Angela Rayner, Labour Party, Labour leadership, there's one thing you can say about Angela Rayner. And yes, I'm biased, whatever, I don't care. She's from mm -hmm. Manchester, love my manx, no matter but you what believe that from. She believes that's what she means. She means what I, she says. No, I, I, no, I think, yeah, she is. So she actually I mean, shows, you think that she does believe that police should just go out into the streets and shoot anyone that's suspected of being a terrorist? Yeah, because with, she's not... Based on the bare minimum of information. I'm not saying I agree Well, with it kind of looks like a, a picture that they saw kind of grainily taken from the side in a CCTV camera that says that that person is a terrorist. They should go out in the street, see somebody who looks like them from the periphery. Let's also make sure that they're brown so they don't even, they can't even have the level of recognition of same race recognition because, you know, when you're not the same race as somebody, it makes it a lot easier to, I mean, a lot more difficult to be able to recognise on first look or first glance. That person should then go out in the shoot and street them. That's what Angela Rayner believes. If she does, then she's a dunce. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I'm sure if you put all of that to her, she would, you know, she would qualify, she would nuance, she wouldn't just say, yes, I agree with all of what you just said. I'm sure she wouldn't. Well, but the point literally I'm trying to make is, identifying the somebody to shoot the them requires nuance, is, has nuance. No, the point I'm trying to make is, I'm saying, I actually do believe what she is, because obviously... The kind of politician she is, she's mm -hmm. not your typical politician. She's not your sort of polished, ooh, what's gonna play well in the press. She just she she speaks from the from she speaks as she she speaks her mind and what she and so whether you agree or not, you've got you know that she's the kind of person who if she says something like that, yeah, she probably actually believes it. Because she's just, you know, she's not she's not the polit she's not really like she's not your typical politician, is all I'm saying. But 
it was part of it wasn't just about shooting terrorists um it was part of a wider discussion where she was talking about sort of anti-social behavior um different kinds of crime and, and that sort of thing and she's there was something she, uh, else she said she was talking then about sort of more i guess not terrorism but i guess uh well the word she used was thugs so she says on law and order i think if you're being terrorized by the local fub thug sorry i want a copper to come and sort them out you should be hardline on things like that. It's not just... The police don't even come no, to you finish a call. if you've been burgled, love. Yes, but this is... Let me finish a call, because I think, interestingly enough, she's actually answering the problem which you're highlighting. So she said, you should be hardline on things like that. It's not just, oh, you've been burgled. Here's a crime number. She added, I want you to beat down the door of the criminals and sort <laughs> them out and antagonise them. I should do the mic accent, because I'm mic. Let me start again. Uh-huh. Angela Rayner said... I want you to beat down the door of the criminals and sort them out and antagonise them. That's what I say to my local police. Three o'clock in the morning and antagonise them. Uh, police Angela, harassment. Ms. Rayner said she was plagued by antisocial behaviour. <laughs> my man accent's terrible and I'm Mancunian, sorry. Anyway, when Just she was do your own up, voice, it's got an accent. Anyway, You've got an accent. You don't need to put on an accent. You already bit. have an accent. It does, what are you bit, doing? The last bit. She says, it's the usual suspects. I want the police to annoy the hell out of them until they realise disrupting lives is not okay. I am quite hardline on that. And I think that speaks to a lot. That speaks to a lot of people. I think that even speaks to you because you were about to say, oh, basically what she said, oh, they just no, give I'm you a saying, crime number. I don't believe in, you know, saying, oh, well, this person committed a crime once. The police should now, every time there's a crime committed in their local area, the, the police should go around and harass no, them. No, that's not what believe, she's saying. That's I don't believe in that. She's not talking about... No, no, no. No, but she's not talking about targeting randomers. No, no, but that's she's not what I didn't say. I didn't, I didn't say randomers. Who, who, Corey, who is the actual thug in this situation based on what evidence... No, no. No, no, no. Because when you talk about the actual thug... No, I don't. It was a rhetorical question. It's a rhetorical device. Thank you. So... Who is the actual thug in this scenario? Based on what? On Based on who the police think is the actual thug? The police have decided is the actual thug? The police have said is the actual thug based on somebody that they have, you know, um, what's it called? That they arrested that one time, somebody who looks like somebody who commits a crime based on, on no information. How often do the police spend their time, for instance, in my local area in parts of London saying, you're a thug because you look like this. You're a thug because you know this person who we've got a gang matrix on because they know this person, because they know this person, because they know this person. Like, let's just, crime should just be police as crime. This is a crime. that's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. That's not what she said. She said, that's not what she didn't say the police should. Here is a crime, investigate the crime, arrest the criminal. No, harass the local thugs. Harassing the local thug doesn't mean that that person committed the crime that you're looking for. Just do your job properly, for God's sake. If somebody calls you and someone's committed a crime, investigate the the crime, find the criminal. Not, I report a crime, I've never heard heard from you ever again. I report the crime saying, so sorry, we're not going to investigate the crime for you because we're short-staffed. Or here is a video, this crime was committed here, which has happened to me, this crime was committed here. I have a video of the crime committed, I have a video of the perpetrator, I have a video of where, the, where they've gone. All now the police never, have never turned up to come and collect the video and arrest the person that committed the crime. So what are you talking about? That's not, that's not doing, I don't need you to do random harassment, I don't need you to do escalated levels of nonsensory, just do the bare minimum of your job. That's all, no, 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 because all of that is escalation. If you live in an area which has poverty, which has local people, which have people, you know, that suffer from homelessness or whatever, whatever, all of those things 
people, um, the police consider, you know, the local thugs. General teenagers being black in the local vicinity, police consider the local thugs. People making noise on the street, covering their faces, people consider the local thugs. That does not make them a local thug. So I don't need the police to do, you know, extrajudicial behavior, you know, and harass people from dusk till dawn because then people have neighbors. Do your job. Turn up for the people who have called you when you are supposed to take the information, investigate the crime, you know, prosecute the actual people who committed the crime, not people who know them, not people who are related to them, not someone who was stood next to them that one time in 2002. That's all that we need. All of this extra bluster is nonsense and is giving carte blanche for police to enter harass people that they've decided are, the, are criminals. You can go, 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 go and not, um, knock your head, but like, let's be realistic about how police op operate in our society. They they operate in um in um by you know generally in um attacking and being around marginalized people. Those are the people that they criminalize. People who are committing big big crimes, big big financial crimes. For instance, oligarchs and all the rest of it. In the context of the situation that we are in now, them men are not turning up when it's protecting when it's protecting oligarchs' property that's been occupied by somebody, they can, find, they can find a JCB digger in less than two hours and 20 plus riot police. But when you've been burgled and your home has been vandalized and your things have been stolen, you can't get a police to ever turn up at, at your door or they turn up three days, four days later. That's what in she's a speaking to. No, but is she speaking to that? Yes. No, because, because the point is, is that she did not know because that's not what she's talking about because she's saying that they should come and harass the locals. That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not doing the job. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that do your job everywhere. I hear that. I hear no, that. Do your job everywhere and do, is... and do it properly. Harassment is not doing your job properly. Arrest the criminals and that's it. And then take them to court. It's very simple. I think all of that other stuff, it encourages behavior that we do not want to see from police. I mean, we do, I not want, we do not want to see them deciding that local people are thugs because they're poor, because they look like what they consider to be a thug and all the rest of it. That's not what we want. We just want them to investigate crime and actually solve crimes not arrest people for obstructing justice or arrest people for res resisting arrest. I think what you've got here is, I think what you're saying, and I, every time I say you lot and your side, you always say, oh, I'm not Labour, fine, whatever. But you do lean that way. And I'm getting, I'm getting somewhere, I'm getting somewhere here. What she's, the comment, her comments have highlighted, and if it wasn't for everything that's happened with Ukraine and Russia, it probably would have got more press. And it might in future once things have, you know, things sort of moved on. What she's highlighted, she's highlighted there two very different approaches um, within the Labour Party or, or Labour adjacent people before you tell me you're not Labour. Okay. Left adjacent, whatever. Um, relax. Two different things. So you've got you've got you've got Angela Rayner there and a the comment she's made, which in my opinion will chime with a lot of people, especially people in constituencies like what she represents, especially people in constituencies that Labour needs to win back, i.e. the red the red wall. Those comments will chime with people because she's she's that she is um because as part of that interview, she was using her own experience growing up. If I'm not mistaken, I think she's from Ashton in Manchester, which is very Labour. Um, she's she's recounting experiences which she grew up very working class area. So so you've got that on the one hand, people who actually are living it, and and actually in some cases, not in all cases, but in some cases, want police to be a lot tougher than they are. 
mean, we, got, I've lived in working got, class area. Let's got, not come from the idea that I don't got, know what I'm talking about or the I'm areas that I'm experiencing those I'm not things saying in you our don't local ex- areas. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you've got two different approaches. You've got that very bellicose approach, which is like, you know what? Deal with them, sort them out. And then you've got the sort of more idealised vision, which I think you make a lot of valid points. So when I say idealised, I'm not sort of patronising. I I think you make good points because at the end of the day, we know that the police continually make mistakes, continually overgeneralise, continually overcriminalise certain parts of the population. So I hear that and agree with that. But you've got that that, that side there, which sort of, yeah, it's a bit more... idealized and wanting the police to sort of maybe tread a bit softer still do their job but but a bit softer and it's not, not even do hard. your job or be a soft so you've got or be a bit softer it's just visions. do it no but this is the thing it's not about do your job or do it a bit softer it's or, or do, do it your more, job you know no no do delicately, your job delicately. no not do your job delicately do your job properly do your job properly a gang it's matrix properly is defined differently. Joint enter, like even like joint enterprise, is that properly the person no. who can? No, 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 no. Because this is what you're saying. We're you're, we're having this conversation, right? So you're saying all people, all we're asking for someone to the person who committed the crime should be the invest do do the investigation, find the victim, do the investigation, do your report, find the person who committed I don't think the crime. Anybody would disagree with that. She wouldn't disagree <laughs> with that. Based on what that's it. But you're this, you know, her, you know, saying like saying oh, harassing people twenty four seven. That's does that solve a crime? <clears throat> I know. She, I know. I said she's because, not. You know, because she's that typical. person shares a road, shares a street, more likely shares a wall with however many other people. So, how does that behaviour affect everybody else in that area on that road? People who know them, they get caught up in it because now, if that person is being harassed by the police twenty four seven, and you also know them, whether they're committing a crime at the moment, have committed a crime in the future, in the past, or whatever. Now you who knows that person are now on the police's list because you know somebody who's committed a crime before. So now you become part of that harassment. And then somebody who knows you, now they become part of that harassment. Now your family becomes that part of that harassment. Like, we know how these situations work. We do. And so, we do. And all of these hypothetical scenarios not which hypo- do happen. These are not hypothetical, these are scenarios. <laughs> Let me finish your sentence. <laughs> which do happen, all right? Yes, of course. These things, of course, these things happen. But what I'm, all I'm, the point I'm making is, and you can't, you can't escape, you can't escape this. Whilst all of that is true, there are people who are living on in. I'm not gonna in in different scenarios, different situations, different parts of the country who are plagued by specific people in their communities and they want, as Angela Rayner said, she is reflecting what they want. She said it. She, they want the police to, quote, sort them out. Now, you've got to, and smarter minds than me and smarter policy works than me, have to come up with an act, something. And it's probably impossible because you're basically contradictory. But no, you've got you Well, for these people who want to win office, they've got to come up with marrying both of those uh, things together. They've got to come up with a way of speaking to those people, as Angela already said when she was growing up, who no, actually want the police to go after Dave from number 32. So what you say, so this is what you say. But let me finish, no, let me finish. Mm-hmm. They, want, they want the police to, yes, go after Dave, specifically that dude who's terrorising the neighbourhood, mm-hmm. but also, yes, police properly not over criminalize so that's how you say is that this is what we want we want police so the slogan for this is we want police do your job you know investigate the crimes 
um, what's it called? Investigate the crimes, arrest the criminals, send them to jail. We don't, that's it. We don't want harassment. We don't want stereotyping. No, of course not. No, no, we don't want harassment. That's 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 the statement. Do your job, arrest the criminals, put them in jail. Very and simple. I, I Very simple. Would, and I would I think, I think, but I think she would say what not she's shoot, saying is not that, shoot first, ask questions. No, later. no, aside from the terrorist point, more the anti-social stuff, I think she would say exactly what you've said do their job but she phrased it in a way which might sound a bit different to how you would phrase it but that's what she was saying she wants the police to do their job and in her mind doing their job is if betty at number 45 is sick of dave at number 32 harassing the neighborhood betty wants the police to go after dave that's what she thinks doing their job is yeah i think that's also doing their job is going after dave not going after dave and anybody who looks like Dave has ever looked like Dave, ever stood next to Dave, went to school with Dave in 2002. <laughs> Dave's mum, Dave's dad's Dave's cousin, Dave's, Dave's um, cousin twice removed on his dad's side who lives up the road in um, Worcester and Dave's dog. That's I it. I can't speak for our that's, that's, that's I it. think she would agree. That's it. Um, but anyway, before we finish this uh, section, let's move on from Ange. So, um, so yes, David Lammy, Uncle David, as you often fondly call him um i'm not even gonna rise to it today in case i start to cough um (laughs) thank you very much so he's been he's of all the sort of labor um shadow front benches he's been probably the most visible as i said he was doing the rounds on the sunday shows a couple of sundays ago um apart from starmer he's been the most visible sort of calling for uh you know really hard line on 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 Putin I guess he is shadow foreign secretary so I guess it is his brief but yeah I've just noticed that he's been very much front and center um and I guess if he's saying it then that is the official Labour Party line you know very much lockstep with the government um in terms of the attitude towards towards Russia uh anything you wanted to say on that what but Labour and the Tories being besties <laughs> well I mean you know anything I mean I mean I mean it's, it's been very to be honest i mean if you look if you've been paying attention to politics for the last i don't know year labor have been very much moving towards to that stand lockstep with the, to the tories for a long time but keir's been um agreeing with boris up and down the place mate so i'm not surprised that's his bestie but also absolute so besties i'm sure he's been partying it up with evgeny lebedev Right next to Boris, doing shots, doing Jaeger shots, Jaeger bombs, um, hand in hand. What are you talking about? Oh, please. Lebedev. Le- I think that's how you say it. Uh, Le- for those who don't know, uh, that is the, uh, he's, he's a peer, he's in the House of Lords. He's, he's a Tory peer, Lord of Siberia, is the son of a former KGB He's spy. not Lord of Siberia. That's what, he, that's that's what he's title. called. That's his title, is Lord of Siberia. Look me dead what? in my eye and tell me I'm wrong. What? He's Lord of Siberia. No chance. Finish what you were saying whilst I search for that. He's Lord of Siberia. He's the son of an ex-KGB officer. Um, At one point, Boris Johnson ditched his security so he could go and party with him. He is famous for throwing parties every Christmas, which meant which a majority or most members of the Tory uh, Labour Party, lots of TV comedians. um, Actually, I would say, you know, MPs from both sides. um, A lot of the media class like to attend. Um, you know, so he also owns the Independent, which uh, has had uh, George Osborne as its uh, um, editor for an, a number of years, as well as um, uh, Boris Johnson. 
the Evening Standard, sorry, Evening Standard, he also owns Independent, yeah. um, uh, is also had Boris Johnson as a columnist for a while, especially when he was mayor of London. So do with that what you will. Was um, I right or was I wrong? Listen, I'm I'm big enough to say when 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 I'm wrong. So his <laughs> his actual full title Look at me. As, as, a of life, things. as a life peer in the House of Lords, his actual official title is Baron Lebedev of Hampton in the London Borough of Richmond upon Thames. Mm-hmm. And of Siberia in the Russian Federation. Wow, I didn't. I didn't know that you could have in your title as a lord, as a peer it's just of the an realm. It's shortened to Lord of Siberia. I never knew that you could have in your title as a peer of the realms a location that is outside of the country. Wow, interesting. But yes, uh, yeah, just uh, to say who he is. But um, yeah, moving on. I guess to Kieran Starmer. As I said, I quoted at the start of, at the start that he uh, um, an interview he gave where he's very much sort of. Do you want to say backpedaling? Okay, an uncharitable view would be to say he's backpedaling. A more charitable view would be to say that he is concentrating on the issue at hand. Um, because obviously, up to four weeks ago, he was calling for Boris to go over Partygate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Partygate, what name so? Nobody's talking about that. No anymore. one's heard about it. Um, and neither is Kirstama by the looks of it, because he's basically mm-hmm. saying, you know, now's the time for unity, um, which I find interesting. But that's the thing about war and it's, but it's even more it's just like unifying we are, we're unifying not at thing. war no matter how much the ukrainian president wants to say that the whole of Europe is at war. we are we, we are no, we're, not, at war. we're not at war with russia no no we are no we are not at war we are not we are not at war with, with russia but we are tangentially involved in this war we are sending arms to uh ooh, sorry we are sending ukraine. arms to ukraine and have been and will continue to be uh there's there's this idea that there's not going to be we are, we are saying that um british fighters are free to go and fight in a foreign war for a foreign army which is a wild thing to say because it's absolutely not legal in in our um, laws or so i don't know what's going on there um so this idea that we're not is wild um i think Poland, Poland, who are part of NATO, have been um, talking about trying to send fighter jets, which so far has been vetoed by NATO. But, you know, we'll see how it goes if this continues to escalate as Russia continues to move closer towards Kiev. And if they eventually do start to take it, Belarus has now joined in the fight as well. Um, So, you know, I think. It's, it, it does highlight, though, his sort of backing down from these calls to resign to Johnson. It shows the difference between sort of a, a peacetime and a wartime um, government and, and how people interact with a prime minister during peace or during war um, and, and how, like, Boris is now... He's got, he's got the endorsement of the opposition. So, basically, he's got the endorsement of everybody uh, as, you know, as, as our, our dear leader. Um, but yet not, not yet not four weeks ago he was the totally untrustworthy person he is still being investigated by the police the prime minister is being investigated by the police we shouldn't forget that <laughs> like, let's not forget that um yet uh, it seems like all is forgiven and all is forgotten uh, so so yeah i mean i, I was thinking about it today when I was thinking about Sean, I was thinking about um churchill so obviously after the second world war there was a, there was an election in 1945 and churchill lost so the mm-hmm. conservatives lost labor came in and you know you can't say that obviously he was a, a leader and not to be uh not to I know be it's not the same i know it's guy. not the same no 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 but not to but, be that guy but like but i'm just saying I mean, it shows, what i was saying is, is it shows yeah. that it shows 
how how different people can view the same person um, I just, wanted just to, based on the fact whether you're I'm at just, war or not mm, I mean no because I'm just trying to figure out what we as a country I mean I know what we did but what we as a country did to deserve in times of um worldwide pandemic and now um fractions and war with us uh, another superpower did to deserve Boris Johnson and Liz Truss as prime minister and foreign <laughs> secretary Liz Truss who doesn't even know her brief when she's going to negotiations with the Russian ambassador when she's going to negotiations with the EU doesn't even know what she's talking about is saying things incorrectly at the select committee but is doing up um photo um shoots and wearing oshankas in St Petersburg sis do your job are you joking and and then you know if there's an election who are we going to get Keir Starmer and David Lammy my goodness what accursed people we are because this is a serious time and we've got squeaky and I want to be English and miss dress up and I don't brush my hair on either side. Are you bloody kidding me? I'm fuming. I'm sorry. I'm so it's absolutely laughable. None of these people know their briefs whatsoever. So as we go across the pond, sticking with the um, theme of Ukraine and the crisis going on there. We're talking about the crisis that uh, people from the diaspora, actually, and also people from India as well and Asia, have been experiencing at the border trying to leave Ukraine into Poland and also into um, Hungary and well, the other surrounding countries, essentially. Um, so a lot of African students and also Asian students have been reporting issues trying to get across the border, trying to get out of Ukraine in a very much largely mounting refugee crisis. There have been calls from their own governments, there have been calls from the Nigerian government, from the prime minister for equal rights at the border and not for um, you know, calling for reductions of violence or no violence whatsoever. I think we all have very much seen the videos online, the posts online um, of people being attacked, people being harassed, people being denied entrance to um, the trains, women and children being denied entrance to the trains, women and children being um, ejected from the queues at the border. Um, the uh, Ukrainian ambassador, when questioned about this, said that the issue is that Ukraine is a homogenous place and that um, there is an issue with um, African refugees or African, uh, yes, African refugees, which are mostly students who are studying in Ukraine there, um, being seen to be given priority over Ukrainian women and children. Obviously, there are African women and children there who have been denied um, access to the borders as well. Um, there has been quite a few interviews online where they've been talked about. Um, the most recent one that I watched actually on um, morning TV was one student talking about how they were in a car in the queue. They were attacked in the car by um, someone in the queue, they, which they reported to the military and the military told them to get out of the car. And then they realized once they had gotten out of the car that everybody who was in cars were Ukrainian and it was only people of color who were told to stand outside. And obviously all the queues for people of color were much, much longer and they were not being let through. It's obviously freezing cold temperatures out there. 
um, the solution that was suggested by the Ukrainian ambassador was to have one queue for brown people and one queue for Ukrainian people, which obviously to me is racist in and of itself because there is he's the suggestion is that Ukrainian people should be the ones who should be allowed to cross the border first and then everybody else should be allowed to cross the border second when clearly that should not be the case everybody should be allowed to cross the border at the same time I'm not sure why even if we're being honest the people who are there to study should be the ones who should be allowed to go because they are not crossing the border they're going home they are being picked up from their countries, by their countries, you know, Nigeria is having to is sending chartering flights, Jamaica's chartering flights, India's chartering flights, helplines are having to be set up for these people because people are not able to get out of the country because they're not being allowed to cross the border. They're being pushed, they've been consistently pushed back from the Poland border. And then within Poland, there have been unfortunately roving groups of people um, attacking students staying in the city and while they're waiting for um the charter flights to be ready while they've been waiting for buses and at some point um, the UN has been having to send help to the borders just to make sure that people are not being um, physically attacked we've seen videos of students have guns pointed at them we've seen videos of violence we've seen videos of um, men of color having to fight off other people so that their women can get onto the trains to make it to safety we're seeing people with children being left to stand outside in freezing cold weathers with their um, uh, with their luggage, with their with the clothes that they have on their backs, you know, walking for two, three, four days, paying thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds to drive up and down the country because they've been rejected from one border, so they've had to go to another um, border. Because I think Ukraine is the largest, one of the largest countries in Europe, so it has a lot of borders with some of the surrounding countries. So yeah, have if been, you yeah, discount Russia, it's the largest. Yeah, so people have been driving to different, so to, to basically to different borders, because obviously Ukraine borders Poland at different areas. So they've been driving to different border points, trying to get into the country because they found it almost impossible to leave. There's still some students have been at Sumi who have been asking also for a, um, a ceasefire corridor to be able to get out of the country between Russia and Ukraine. So there are a lot of people outside of um, indigenous Ukrainians and Russians who are caught up in this crisis who have been struggling. And I think, I wouldn't say that it was surprising, but it's disheartening to see that in a time of crisis, as a humanity, we're not able to come together, but rather it actually highlights that in the level of desperation, people are very much holding onto, or it's very important to them to ensure that there's a hierarchy of race, especially when women and children are involved. It is really, really quite disappointing to see. And... It, I have to say prior to it happening, it wasn't even something that I would have, it wouldn't have been something that was at the forefront of my mind at all in, of an expectation of things to happen. But it was, it is very, very, very distressing to see. And the assumption that these people are, you know, trying to sneak in to Ukraine or have, have us, you know, you know, this characterization of them supposedly being refugees in Ukraine trying to sneak out. They are not, you know, of all the places that they ended up, that people are not were not seeking refuge in Ukraine. It's not close to the countries that they would have been traveling from. This idea that they're these secret African refugees in Ukraine who are trying to sneak out during war, that is not what's going on at all. But even if they were, so what? A war is going on. Everybody should be allowed to leave. It's not safe. Yeah, I think you said it all, really. Um, I, uh, I was following on Twitter 
um, some Jamaican students and they were trying to, this was sort of, I guess, maybe 10 days ago now when they were trying to get out of Ukraine. Well, even less, I guess, but they were trying to get out of Ukraine. And and um, <clears throat> there was one video where they were at the border with, I want to say, Romania or Moldova, one of those countries, the border with Ukraine. And um, yeah, there were people there who were basically wanting to stop them cross, stop them crossing. Yeah. Um you know, I think there was a Ukrainian person who was driving them to the border and, you know, they had to get that, that Ukrainian person had to essentially vouch, vouch for them, vouch yeah. for them, it's such a strange thing to say, vouch for people who are trying yeah. to just get out of a war zone. Um, so yeah, it's very, it's, it's, it, it just shows, I guess, that no matter what, there's always space for racism. You know, and it's the idea that the argument is, like, oh, well, they don't have visas, you know. No, they, of course they don't have a visa for Poland because that's not, or whatever country, you know, Moldova or Hungary. No, they don't have a visa for those countries because they have a visa for Ukraine. No, they don't have a Ukrainian passport. It's a war. The Ukrainians are not, there's no requirement for Ukrainians to have visas to come to um, Poland. There's no requirement for Ukrainians to have visas to come to England. These people are not trying to come to anywhere else. They're trying to get out of Ukraine so they can get the chartered flights that have been sent by their government so that they can go home. That's mm -hmm. all that's trying to happen here. Nobody is trying to sneak into your country and steal your resources. People are trying to escape an active war zone with live fire. I mean, it's as simple as that, really. And it's just, it's like, you know, we cannot, even in, the, in a state of emergency, we cannot even be afforded human decency or be looked at as people who are experiencing the same thing as you. Somehow we're this the sneaky black and brown people who are up to something, who are ne'er do wells, who've got nefarious plans, or you know who've got a secret, who've got got a secret plan to steal your resources rather than they're just trying to escape the same war that you are. One good thing, uh, well, well, good uh, in the inverted commas um, thing I noticed was uh, it, it did get it did get picked up. Obviously, like most, it things took these a, days, it did take it took a while. It, but yeah, it did get picked up on. Um, I hate saying the word mainstream media, but yeah, mainstream media. I uh, saw so Channel Four did a few segments on it. Channel Four News. Um, so yeah, it w obviously it went. It went. It was pretty prominent on social media for a few days. Um, but yeah, it was good to see that it did get picked up. Um, BBC. I saw coverage on it, uh, both in print and on TV. Um, Channel Four, as I said, on TV. Channel Four News covered it as well. Um, so yeah, it was good to see it actually got. It did get covered, so people could actually see what was going on. And, there was a lot of uh, skepticism around whether this was really happening. Uh, and I think for those people who, who are naturally skeptical that any bad thing happens to uh, people of darker hue skin anywhere in the world, uh, for them to actually see, you know, other, I guess, media outlets that they would trust covering it, um, you know, I guess is one positive. That's sure. What were you going to say? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure you know like it just sucks it really actually it really really sucks and it's um it's really it's extremely 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 disheartening thing to see it really really is thanks for listening follow us on twitter and instagram at notbanepod and if you're listening on itunes and you enjoyed what you heard rate us five stars it helps us get up the rankings if you didn't enjoy it ignore everything i just said Thank you.